What's up, guys? It's Hard Rock Nick, one of the richest men in the world, and welcome to Phantom Unchained, the show you're too scared to tell your girlfriend that you watch. Quit your crying, put on your big boy panties, and let's get this show on the road. P.S. Beavis is my baby daddy. Hard Rock Nick the fuck out. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Austin with FTM Alerts, and welcome to Phantom Unchained, episode number 32. Holy shit, man. Am I the only one on here that's, like, super sick? Like, I've been <laughs> down and out all week. Um, I'm going to switch with you, Clay. I'm sorry, I just, I just switched this up. Oh, Beavis has weapons. All right. Ooh, that's good. I'm so glad Let's you go. brought a weapon, dude. Uh, 24 is going to be eating. Are you eating? Yes, yes, some cereal, a little bit of okay. coffee. What kind of cereal are you eating, bro? Yeah, Fruit Loops, Loops, obviously. (laughs) Fruit Loops. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Clay, how you doing, buddy? 20 20, uh, of our fan base that are just... Clay. Dude, what? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Cutting out 20% of our fan base are who are feeders in here for, like, the weird fetish opportunities. Oh, that's weird. Hey, is, is anyone... Is this sound a little bit wonky for you guys? A little bit. It, it's yeah, like it, internet lag. Yeah, it's like coming through. It's weird. It doesn't matter, man. We're going to figure it out. Give I'm me a test. Refresh. One, two, three, JB. Okay. Uh, go ahead, man. Do your thing. We'll let you back in. All right. So we got a lot going on, man. I think I think Bitcoin is like actively rugging us right now. But if we put in a higher low, things could go well. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, the first topic Man, it's just like it's just such a topic that we need to discuss because it it kind of became like the massive Twitter meme. Uh, Miles Deutscher put out uh, a tweet the other day saying that Phantom needs to become more professional and like kowtow to the uh, TradFi institutions. And I want to know what you guys think about this because, like, like Ben Crypto put over here in the chat, uh, professional Phantom. Right, like, <laughs> what what is everyone's thoughts on this? This is this is pretty interesting shit. First of all, I, I was gonna wear a dress shirt, but I, I realized none of my dress shirts fit, so I couldn't be professional today. But <laughs> I, I always wonder about the timing of these sort of like tweets. Like, why wouldn't you say it around two dollars or three dollars? Is it the price that's making you wanna rebrand everything? It's just very reactionary. Um, Phantom can attract institutional money regardless of its brand, in my opinion. But the timing, guys, like, oh, we're back to around a dollar. Let's change everything. Went marketing sort of vibe. I, I didn't like it too much. Right. Isn't this the time they start calling for the replacement of Simone? Like, like that he's, you know, they never do it. Like when we're on a run, I had a guy, this happens all the time in my comments. I don't know why people like confuse me with the Phantom Foundation account, but it happens a lot. I get like tagged when they mean to tag the Phantom Foundation and they always, they pop in my 
my uh, comments and they go, what the hell are you guys doing? Phantom price is down. So I'm like, I decided I wanted to troll one of them this morning. I'm like, bro, you know, I stayed up all night last night just thinking how to fuck your portfolio over. Right. And like, I put, I don't know, man, I'm just kind of getting a kick out of uh, not being serious these days. Oh, Beavis. I don't know how I feel about that, dude. They're not oh, going to let you. Shit on? They're not going to let you back right. in the board ape uh, burger joint if you're wearing that <laughs> shirt, man. Yo, how was that place? Uh, honestly, the food was good. I was surprised. Uh, it was good. The the decor was like weird and you know techy, but and gimmicky, but it didn't really get in the way of the good service and the good food. I mean, it was expensive, but. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, shout out Clippers, Bobby. Thank you. Uh, you know, best team in the whole world in my heart. Uh, <laughs> and with regards to the professionalism thing, I've actually thought a lot about it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trading me knows what's up. Love Temple. Uh, I am, I am like, so the only thing propping me up right now is uh, Dayquil, a combination of Dayquil and Sudafed, uh, which means two things. One, I actually feel like shit, but I'm able to function. And two, I'm a little bit high off of the Dayquil <laughs> and Sudafed. So I don't really know how this episode's going to go, but we're going to get into it here uh, in, in just a minute. Yeah, we're going to do it, man. You know, side note, I just had a conversation with Chadley. I actually had two instances this week where people wanted to interview me, which I found to be so nice. Um, like just being able to chat with people that are like, that it, it's not, you know, specifically about a protocol. It's just about like, what the hell ever. And I really, really enjoyed that. Big shout out to Chadley and uh, Professor Crypto Banana, who's going to be putting out a video that he and I did uh sometime today but let's i want to get back to this professionalism thing so so this actually kind of uh, clay you had an alternate side to this didn't you have some some comments you wanted to bring up on this i i do yeah i mean so first of all i think like asking the question is totally fair miles and i'm not saying that i agree or don't agree i just think that you know this idea of group think that we all need to think one way and it's got to be that way that's kind of dangerous so i don't i have no problem with him posing that question um, I think, you know, if you look at sort of the, the organic maturity of phantom and that's, that's where I go, that's where my mind goes with this, right? Like it was founded in a certain way, you know, it was a, it was a you know, layer one blockchain that was up and coming and, and there was a theme to it and that's how it developed and that's created this amazing community. And there's all these, you know, pros to all of that. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And, and actually what I see happening and where I, where I see things shifting is because there's been such great success you see new protocols like Deus being built, like Sturdy being built. Frankly, we're out of spooky names. I've tried to think of some, like if there was going to be something new to create. There's there, there's no, there's nothing else to, to call anything. So I guess my point is the things that are new are going to bring new names like Deus, like Sturdy, and the list could probably go on and on. But beyond that, you've got Alchemix coming here, Ave, yeah. One Inch. We're going to talk about all that stuff. So like when you look at the hodgepodge of what Phantom's going to be in – a year it's not even like the the, the spooky nature or the you know the the ghostly nature of everything is gonna look very different so i, I think that it's gonna happen organically and it's just gonna happen over time so i don't I actually don't think it's a problem at all it's just gonna fix itself yeah i actually you know so i actually kind of yeah. like miles i think he's a nice kid I was able to chat with him uh, just a little bit and he had me on the show. I think he he joined a show that had some 
bad publicity behind it, like already before he came on, you know, banter has got some haters for sure. And, uh, and part of me doesn't even think those were his words. Like part of me thinks those words came from someone else, but through his Twitter account, you know, just to like drive hardcore engagement. What do you think Beavis? Go ahead. um, Is my sound okay now? Yeah, you're on man. I turned the volume up too. Okay, nice. Dope. Okay. So like uh kind of and I've thought a lot about this. Like because I've been thinking, you know, as kind of someone who steers decisions for like a big company who wants to appeal uh, to like institutions, um I've thought a lot about it before the tweet, after the tweet, I've looked at people's reactions. Like the this behind the tweet um, is kind of uh, seeing correlation and mistaking it for causation. Um, especially when you're looking at kind of macro scales like Phantom. Like, first of all, get Spooky Swap, you know, uh, all of our DeFi, you know, usability is through the roof, usership is through the roof. Uh, um, the main problem is like we don't have people coming like with big size uh, on the. Um, I don't think that's because of our apps. Um, I think, you know, twice we're really innovative, really great. Spooky Swap is really great. Um, Reaper is really interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of great aspects to it. Um, and just in general, like, uh, our, it tends toward the better side. Um, and to get a lot of retail users. Now, I'm going to Oscar slap. Bruh, I'm about to Oscar slap your ass. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's um, is my internet that bad, Natish? Am I it's, having I, It's problems? coming through for me. Are, Clay, So the audio is good. What they're talking about is the video is not matching the audio. So you'll say something, but you'll teleport this. It's fine. It's now fine. I'm, my Keep VPN good, is... Sweden right now. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but but I'm disconnecting from my VPN and uh Yeah, dude. Kill the VPN. Oh my god. VPN hold on, we got Beavis coming back. How are we doing, Beavis? Hello. Hello. Okay, I'm disconnected from my VPN. Now um it, it is are things a little better, everybody? Is the audio done yeah. breaking up? Do I sound okay? All right. Sound good, bro. If you guys troll me, I swear I'm going to invent a gun that will shoot you through your profile picture uh, right into your brain. Beavis is so violent today. Holy shit. I am a little violent. I had a coffee. When I drink coffee as opposed to energy drinks, I'm all about that violence. Um, But uh, yeah, so um, again, I think like a lot of the reason you look at Solana, you know, they have the glassomorphism. They have the really clean institutional UX. You look at things like Nier. Um, I think most of that is because it's not a grassroots network. Like BSC had the same shit that we did because it's technically grassroots. It's just people like, oh, you know, here it is. We're going to rush on here. Um, here's like the, the primary option. You know, you can off ramp right from uh, Binance. Let's give it a go. Um, and Phantom is kind of the same deal. Uh, so it's like we it, it, it's not. Institutional investors aren't not investing in us because of our like UX. 
they're not investing in us because you know they didn't see these projects uh, and they aren't here because they didn't see the network they didn't see the projects and that's why we don't have people with huge size and you know now we have like firms like jump trading alameda started to look at stuff going on here but you need to remember they they weren't here inherently like near right now what's happening on near is like purely vc driven and when something is vc driven it's going to be data driven and it's going to be like okay we're going to stick to all of the modern ux trends everything is going to be glassomorphic uh you know you're going to have kind of like the gravelly background glassomorphic ux elements you know the nice reactive uh buttons and all that but um like the tech isn't better the investability i don't think is is that much better there it's just they're trying to um get ready for institutional investment from the outset because they can take all this stuff to their friends whereas we have to go after retail and you know that's kind of the main thought um and that's kind of our our ultimate um kind of early growth strategy now um where i see his comments holding weight especially regarding the professionalism is where phantom maybe needs to think about going next and glassomorphism good as gravy is when you see um ui elements that are slightly translucent um that's glassomorphism uh and it just provides depth to the page and is like really it's like a you know ken doll aesthetics like just really inoffensive um everybody you know will go on it and like it uh or at least not hate it it's just like totally you know ken doll vc style um but i think what we need to think about as a network and and kind of the projects we need to support and maybe even fund especially once uh these gitcoin grants get going is abstraction and i've talked about this since probably the first episode of Phantom Unchained being, you know, our primary mission over at Reaper and Byte Masons, the Phantom Foundation's primary mission, and a lot of people's primary mission is we just need to make it easier for people to onboard. Um, and unique UX isn't necessarily the way to do that. Really clean, simple UX is the way to do that. Um, and the way we do that is we build, you know, zappers, we build registries, we build uh apps on top of our apps um that are able to abstract away decision making and make it easier uh for people to use and eventually the end result is you know we abstract away gas everything is managed by a relayer everything is in an iOS app you know it's just fintech at that point um with blockchain underlying and this is something that takes years and and I think kind of the main uh I guess offense uh people should have toward uh Miles comments is we've been working on this since day 1 you know this is like the primary goal of of most defi companies um so it's kind of like you know ignoring all the efforts we've made to improve defi ux on phantom um and a lot of that like you know it doesn't need to necessarily look a certain way um you just need traction and you need usership and we have that uh and that's what investors are looking for um and really like it's the next the next step is to um kind of take it to uh you know investors and and actually show to them hey i i know you didn't get in phantom day one you know i don't i know you're not like balls deep in the network i know you know you don't have a bunch of you know size on here that you can just exit on all our heads but we're doing stuff as competitive or more competitive um than whatever is going on elsewhere and it is tough to kind of sell that to institutions because you know they can just 
be like, I'm going to find a competitor um, because I, you know, stand uh, to gain more um, doing that. And kind of the key is uh, pushing beyond competitors and using our ability to kind of have a lot of freedom as developers um, to like, you know, ignore the VC route. We're not going to have overcomplicated project management structures. We're not going to have overcomplicated incentive structures. We're not going to bog things down with bureaucracy. We're just going to be autistic uh, and uh, develop <laughs> really fast um, and really well. And that's our competitive advantage. Um, and at that point, it's like, I mean, our solution is the Bite Masons is we're just going to handle everything. You know, we're going to grow uh, big enough that we don't need to worry too much about VCs having their hands in our pie um, and, and try to build these abstractions ourselves and, and take it to investors and take it to institutions um, once we have a package that we is, you know, sellable. Um, but right now, the network, all we can do is focus on retail because the really big balance sheets, they'll go after yield on the network. But as far as like, you know, ROI on investments, um, you know, they kind of have to start from scratch. And you look at things like Sturdy Finance, you look at things like Stater, um, you look at kind of a lot of the new projects coming onto the network. People obviously see there's opportunity here. There are users here. And that's the most important thing. Um, and it's not going to be maybe your bags pumped. Um, but it will be new projects bringing new capital onto the network, raising the floor, and by virtue of having exposure to Phantom uh, in your liquidity pools, uh, making the network better and improving prices. So kind of old school Beebus, like long rant there. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's like kind of my opinion on the matter. And I definitely think, um, you know, uh, crypto banter, um, and I've seen like as a reaction lately to like, you know, Phantom butting heads with Nier or whatever, people calling um, Phantom like just a bunch of shillers or whatever. And I think, you know, as a community, we need to think really hard about the content creators we support um, and ensuring that like, you know, educational content, um, you know, more objective leaning content, um, tech focused content kind of is pushed to the forefront as opposed to here's the my 12th market cap comparison of the day between phantom and <laughs> some other shit uh, because that isn't helpful at all uh, and it's like the reason we don't have those you know inflated valuations is you know we're grassroots um, so you need to like you know think of some other metrics and think of some other um, kind of angles to attack yeah. uh, that value proposition which we have plenty uh, and, you know, go on learn.bitemasons.com, you know, look at Phantom Alerts, look at Nick Dracon, look at, you know, Professor Crypto Banana, look at Chadley, look at all the guys putting out the real legit shit for you. Um, and, uh, you know, get in tune with that and support those people, because those are the people that are going to show uh, institutions and all those people that, wow, maybe there's something going on here that uh, is pretty serious, um, as opposed to like us just trumpeting the same, you know, sound bites or, or thoughts uh, over and over and over again. Um, yeah. Rant Let's over. Go. Uh, Let's go. Really Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just I wanted, wanted to tell to you guys. On... Oh, yeah, go go ahead. ahead. I was going to touch what on what Beepa said. Right. Um, institutions and funds have, have come to Phantom, but they're not, they don't stick. Like they, they come for yield, you know, the Beethoven launch, solidly launch. There's certain things that attract people to bring their funds for a short time. But when you look at stuff like Scream and Reaper, I truly don't think like those funds and institutions look at those sites and think, mm, 
the design is awful. I, I'm not really liking the theme. <laughs> no, that's not what happens, guys. Like, Scream is beautiful. Reaper Farm is beautiful. Spooky Swap is clean. Um, the problem is, and you touched on it. Uh, sorry, <laughs> the XX comment just caught me out of nowhere. I will continue <laughs> to click buttons with no regard to my financial security. But, um, <laughs> but like, it's it's truly getting them to stick. And like you said, they're not. They weren't early on Phantom. They just kind of want the yield. How do we get those investors and those institutions to stick? And I don't think it comes with a rebrand. It becomes with something new and innovative that you can't get anywhere else, right? I, yeah. I think it comes, and by the way, guys, Double Sharp is traveling today, so that's why he's not on the show, and I apologize. But but if you look back, Bebus, you've been here for the entire time, and you can see how you know we have the first batch of projects that laid the foundation. Right, and you've got Spooky, Spirit, Reaper, Liquid Driver that laid the foundation, and then you've got a lot of other projects that came, took what they did, maybe built a little bit on top of them, and changed what they did slightly. And that seems to be kind of the natural progression. And it's, it's a sort of thing that's, you know, like Beba said, it's a grassroots thing. It's time's going to take a little bit of time, but if the last year is any indication to what we can expect over the next year, and obviously it's not going to be as big of a boom, but it should be that you know, I mean, really look at it, guys. Like, One Inch and Wu launched today. Alchemix came. Alpaca came. All the A's. We are starts with an A. It. We're killing it. Like, things Dude, are we're going really, it. really well. And if you're looking at the price of Phantom as your indicator to the health of Phantom, you're looking in the wrong place. You know? You just are. So. And I, I, I will also kind of try to put a little bit of a objective statistical skew on this conversation as well. Um, Phantom right now, usership is massive. Um, and that, you know, again, we are the retail chain. Um, and the, the reason our gas prices are so low is because like, if, if our market cap was five times higher, our gas prices would be five times higher. Therefore, the barrier to entry would be five times higher um, for users. And uh, what I think we should think about is, you know, we are a growth network. Like this is all grassroots. This is all retail. This is all eyes and brains plugged into Phantom. Um, we have a ton of protocols. We have a ton of traffic. We have, we're, we've got a ton of mind share in general. Um, and like continuing to push down that road makes investments in the network by big players more and more valuable over time. Um, because you think about it, like as you have a broader and broader audience, every little effort becomes more and more valuable. Um, so if Phantom ha is one of the highest traffic networks, um, if Phantom has the most users, the most mind share, you know, it doesn't matter if institutions, you know, are getting 100x. If they're coming here looking to build, um, then that app is going to get way more exposure. Um, if we're the most open community, that app is going to get way more attraction. Um, and again, like you look at the investors of like Sturdy Finance. I know we keep talking about that. Um, one, it's a cool app with a unique value proposition. Um, and two, like why they're a Y Combinator product, it seems like. Uh, they've got a few other crazy products. Um, mm -hmm. And really, it's just about you know, ensuring that we don't get like too tribal and, um, you know, we're, we, we spread the wealth around and, and you've got things like Kempeki Finance, which are doing like really experimental stuff um, with lending. Uh, you know, you've got Granary, which is like hyper competitive. 
And it, it, it's really just a matter of attracting users, attracting users, attracting users, getting that mind share. And then every single effort will just be more and more and more valuable. Um, and that's what we should focus on as a network. We shouldn't focus on the token price. We shouldn't focus on chilling. We should focus on what we're good at, which is DeFi, yield farming, low gas costs, and good community. Um, and anything beyond that is just like, you know, a bonus. Like if, if Phantom goes up, awesome. I don't think, you know, Phantom is going anywhere, the price. You know, we're, there, there's enough traffic on the network. There's enough demand for gas that it's like, we're, worst case scenario, like even if there is like, you know, every whale explodes, you know, everybody gets liquidated. Um, there's enough demand that people will just jump right in because they know uh, that there's enough DeFi on here to support a pretty sizable economy. Um, so two, two quick things. One, Someone someone tweet at me on April 14th of 2023 to remind me of this conversation, because I don't think this is going to be an issue next year with all the people that are coming in organically. We're going to get a mix up of all the different themes. It's not going to matter. It's just not yeah. going to. And I also think with, you know, with like Sturdy, with Y Combinator, and I think they have like six pretty legit VC backings, which, by the way, is not a bad thing. It's great. It gives you runway. You don't yeah. have to rush your token. There's a lot of things to it. But the more of these projects that come in backed by Y Combinator and others, the more they're going to see success in Phantom and the more that'll just continue to blossom and bloom. So I, I think that it's, you know, it's just not going to be an issue in th this day next year. This won't be a topic. Yeah. Yeah. And someone video editor in the audience, you know, clip this and start sharing this conversation uh, and edit this up because I think this is what people need to hear and understand. Um, and, and being moon boys doesn't attract anybody like, any, anybody who's serious about DeFi and, and coming into the network with size does not like your opinions on, you know, token moon go up don't matter because they're generally smart enough to have their own opinions. And, and like the space is way too mature and, and people's understanding of finance on average is getting way too mature to be doing like the moon boy shit. Um, I think, you know, there's always like trying to, you know, pull people in um, and, and it, it should be more focused on getting people educated to a point where they can see the value because Phantom is a value investment. It's a value driven network. All the protocols are value driven. It's really, really competitive in terms of rates, LTV ratios. Um, so like, you know, once people are on here and once people are integrated, they will see the value and it's about ensuring that they know enough that they can recognize the value. Um, and and as far as that goes, we are like leagues ahead of AVAX, leagues ahead of NIR, I mean, leagues ahead of BSC even, uh, who's known for, you know, their crazy shitcoin yields. Um, and I think like there's, we, we meet a really good point, um, risk versus interest rates um, versus cost versus whatever. Um, I think Phantom is like such an awesome value uh, for users. It's It's like... Kind of mind blowing. Um, so yeah. So I feel nice. like we've hammered this one, and I don't want to go too much further. But <laughs> if, if the question had been rephrased as Phantom needs more attention, more focus on UI, and not a rebrand, but but straight as to your point, whatever the word you use, Beavis, to describe a very professional looking UI, something glass, uh, and yeah. with your intelligence much much larger than mine. If if the, if the tweet was we need to focus on UI as opposed to backend, which is what all of our devs are freaking amazing at, like like would that have changed the narrative? I don't know. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a conversation there. We don't need to have it now, 
but that's uh, that's something (laughs) that I think is... I mean, it basically, like, if you were to convert what he said to technical speak, he's saying, we need trendier UX, or we need trendier UI. That's literally it. Um, And trends vanish. Yeah, trends vanish. You know, trends change over time. UI and UX will have to be redone over time. Like, look, Phantom, the Phantom Foundation website is trendy. You know, people interested in Phantom, that's what they're going to see. It's really clean. Um, And it's like, what matters is the scalability of the software, the quality of uh, the backend work, the quality of, uh, you know, the work in general and the architecture. And that's what all of us are focused on because we don't have VCs breathing up our buttholes uh, trying to get us to like make the best looking app to trick people into investing in like some shit that isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of trust the protocol devs and support them as opposed to like pushing, pushing, pushing like, you know, miles platform people. That's like literally the solution to your problem. Like, you know, get get conversations going. Platform Nick Dracon, platform Chadley, platform, you know, protocol developers and give them a voice so that people aren't seeing the, oh, phantom market cap versus near market cap, you know, every single day. Uh, they can see like, this is what's being built. This is who's behind the network. Um, these are the these are the players that you need to be keeping an eye on. And that's like, you know, the main value of crypto van- banter and the really big people is onboarding. And Austin gets that. It's literally, you are onboarding users to the next stage of their development and their education. And, you know, focusing on trying to be the educator when, yeah. you know, really your whole thing is being likable and being cool. Like, you know, platform people, collaborate. That's the key here. That's That transcends professionalism. That trans- transcends any trend, uh, education and, and collaboration. I just want to um, say one thing. Market cap, TVL, like when people talk about it, it's become an absolute meme at this point for how many months are we talking? Oh man, the market cap to TVL ratio phantoms the best. Inve- Dude, like- you think BlackRock isn't looking at that shit? You think jump yeah. isn't looking at that shit? Like if, if that truly mattered, they would be here. You know, exactly. if, if like the, like all of the institutions, all the massive balance sheets know about phantom, they like, you know, look at the balance sheets. They, they look at all the metrics uh, we have two issues. Well, we have one main issue, um, you know, centrality in the phantom asset. Uh, no institution wants to get dumped on by like people who hold, you know, a big percent of the supply. Um, and, you know, I'm going to be writing about possible solutions to that probably in the coming weeks. Um, but Ooh. the problem, you know, is not phantom is an awesome chain. The problem is not professionalism. The problems are. Uh, deeper than that, um, and they are things that will resolve with time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's you know just like uh, definitely um, you know focus on promotion of what's going on and steering things in the right direction as opposed to pure reaction, pure you know exclamation commands. You know I am the god. I'm going to do this or that, um, and just leverage your likability and and your audience uh, to to platform people and and keep creating network effect um like uh, dude if influencers read s- about network science it would be dope i gotta step in we've been on this topic for fucking ever so, <laughs> but you know here's what i i just want to end with this guys so like everyone should understand that the phantom network is a living breathing constantly changing thing right and the human body is a 
you know, if you if you take uh, you know an electron microscope and you look at blood, what you're going to see is you're going to see white blood cells and all sorts of shit fighting. A little bit of poop. But, but if you zoom out, you'll find that all of that wrestling is necessary to the functioning of the overall organism, right? And, and so what's going to happen over time is we're going to find that you know these little battles, these little whatever things we go through, it's just all necessary for us to just move in the proper direction. And we will move in the proper direction based upon the people that are in the network. And as it continues to grow, that's going to happen. And I know it's like it's sexy to see Luna buying all this Bitcoin and it's sexy to talk about, uh, what are they, what are they called on AVAX sub sub chains or subnets? Yeah. Sub it's sexy dude. And like, Holy shit. And glowworms, glowworms is sexy, but like, but, but we, and we don't kind of like have that little stick, you know what I mean? That other networks are having. And I know that that can be like, Oh man, why don't we have that? Just, yeah. just hang on, man. Hang on. Yeah. What we have is a lot greater than that. Okay. Let's keep yeah. going. What is this ERC forty six twenty six token standardization? Somebody explain this shit to me and why this is important. Well, Davis, I'm looking at you, sir. Okay, um, so ERC forty six twenty six. Basically, there is this. Uh, you know, since the dawn of software, this takes a lot of context. Uh, since the dawn of software, um, people have slowly realized uh, how important it is to standardize uh, protocols so that um, different entities within a system can interact. And these ideas have found their way into business, into like lifestyle, uh, everything. It's, it's basically like if people think the same way and do the same thing, then they will be more compatible. Um, and this probably didn't start with software, but um, software got the results that made people uh, aware. So um, the creation of standards since the dawn of Ethereum and since the dawn of, of smart contracts and all this has been kind of a center point of, you know, how are we as Web3, we're, we're the smartest people from Web2, um, how are we in Web3 going to scale better, uh, be more resilient, be more anti-fragile, uh, and be more interoperable than Web2 is and was. Um, and the way is to create standards. And, and you might see them as EIPs, SIPs, BIPs, MIPs, these improvement proposals. Um, and a lot of them are for the purpose of creating standards. So, um, you know, taking that uh, idea, ERC4626 um, is an effort to take vaults um, so vaults being the architecture pretty much pioneered by Yearn. So you would have Yearn, StakeDAO, Reaper, Beefy, Grim, um, you know, all of the vault protocols. Uh, this is an effort to standardize their smart contract interface. And the reason that's so important is it means you can have any number of protocols. And let's say you're an aggregator. And your job is to make a front end that houses every single vault in the whole world. If the API for every single one of those vaults is exactly the same, the API being the interface that abides by the ERC 4626 standard, if they are all the same, you can, with the same exact code, integrate with every single platform. And the importance of that is astronomical. Um, the amount of time, manpower, energy it saves. And 
the ability it gives us to scale as a network and as a community and as Web3 is also kind of unmatched. Uh, and, and it's basically like, instead of having to manage, you know, 46 blocks of code and have like four engineers working on maintaining it and, you know, having being super prone to bugs and having a lot of attack surface trying to integrate with all these protocols, you have one block of code that can reliably integrate with any protocol now and going forward. Um, and literally like the benefit of everybody abiding by the same standard is uh, mind blowing. Um, so that's ERC-4626. It is a standard. It is a building block essentially, except more of like a cognitive one. So it's like, hey, developers, we know you're all making these vaults. We know you're all doing this cool stuff. If you have a derivative where it has an underlying asset that's growing, use this standard um, so that we can integrate with it. And that's why ERC-20 is so uh, easy to integrate with and why it's everywhere and why every wallet can connect to every coin easily without doing anything because it's all the same. And they know they just need to write this block of software and every single ERC-20 is supported. Um, so for regular people... That don't yeah. quite like you know people like me. It's just a token standard for yield-bearing tokens, stuff like XBU, uh, Sushi's X Sushi, and things like that. Um, from what I understand, if you've already made your token, uh, you can't really switch the standard, right? But for future, I don't know, yield-bearing assets, um, it's definitely a good thing to you know standardize for people to start using. Yeah, and yeah, all. I, all Oh, not to interrupt you, Clay. I'll just say, Mr. McFly, no, it does not redu re remove the need for audits uh, or security measures. It, it simply uh, helps front end and other integrators uh, with like integrations um, and growth and scaling and all of that. And one last thing, Clay, I'm sorry. Now that Double Sharp's not here, I'm, I'm back to my abusive ways. Where I just <laughs> thought, uh, uh, I'll, I'll joke there. But... Um, just to give you guys an example of the value of a standard like this, um, ERC-20 does not tell people how many decimal points they need to use, for example. Um, and people generally expect tokens to have 18 decimal places because that's what Ethereum has. Um, and everything is in parts per notation. So on-chain, that would translate to one with 18 zeros after it or one E18. Decimal imprecision, so people accidentally uh, or bugs rising up from decimals being 6, 9, uh, 12, 8, or 27, or something like that, have caused hundreds of millions of dollars in exploits, bugs, failures of code to specification. And that is only decimal places. Um, so like imagine if decimal places were standardized, that would have saved hundreds of millions of dollars and standards, like thinking about it with that mindset, like the attack surface they reduce when you are a security engineer or when you're trying to ensure that your code operates as expected, um, standards really, really change the game and ensuring you abide by standards, uh, really strictly, um, is important if you're going to write software that's going to get adoption. Um, so that, that one, it goes out to developers and, and kind of to give users a better understanding. So, um, back to you, Clay, sorry about that. No worries, man. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> 
So I, I, I was like really interested in this because I thought, you know, this this concept of interest bearing or excuse me, yield bearing tokens is it's you know, we're seeing it everywhere. Right. So, you know, we've known uh, X Sushi, X Boo, X Terra, but you're seeing things like, um, you know, C liquid driver come up. Uh, S FTMX from um, from Stater that's coming. Right. So for, you know, there's there's a ton of different use cases. But what was interesting to me um, was that when Coindesk released the article, it was really from the perspective of. Um, when the the ETH merger happens, this will become the standard on Ethereum. And my rebuttal to that is that that's not going to like we don't have to wait until that happens. That's going to happen on Phantom far before that. So, um, you know, like basically uh, we've got Alchemix, Rory Capital, Balancer, all these people adopting this format, you know, via Yearn. Um, and by the way, we have we have Beethoven X as a Balancer fork. So we're already going to see this come to Phantom. Uh, far, you know, far before there's any ETH merger or anything else. So um, I, I think that it's going to be pretty game changing. And I think there's, you know, I guess the great part is that it's going to be you know, on Phantom before you know it. Yeah. And uh, this uh, awesome, hilarious comic that I'm sure everybody is enjoying. Uh, <laughs> this this is one of the reasons Web3 is going to dominate Web2 in the longer time frames. Um, is Web3 started out the gate understanding how important standards were, whereas Web2 took a while to figure it out. Um, so this, uh, you know, XKCD, this is like a Web2, Web1 sort of thing uh, where people, everybody's trying to make the, the ultimate standard. There are so many competing standards, whereas Web3 was like, we're going to be strict uh, about how we enforce standards and how we spread standards. Um, and it, just to kind of give you an idea of uh, developer humor, and uh, the state of standards in in Web two and other kind of business domains. Uh, Developer humor. <laughs> Give me a freaking break! All right, all right. So we hashed that out. We got standards. We got ERC forty six twenty six. Um, my nipples are hard. I'm so titillated right now. <laughs> that conversation we you just had. Do. We could talk so much about that. <laughs> let's let's move on though, because you know what I want to talk about. I think a lot of people miss the importance of this. So Spooky Swap launched their dual incentive farm yesterday, which is like it's like piece one of a rollout. Is is what I am am seeing this as. But these dual incentives are so important. I would put them into the same category as like the boosted pools on Beethoven in that we're starting to see new ways of maintaining liquidity through yield that doesn't include native token emissions, right? And that's that's going to be really important because native token emissions are going to slow down to a crawl, uh, cue the solidly theme, uh, that is going to make liquidity want to leave if there's no way for people to earn yield. Right, so this is what I, I don't know. What do y'all think about this? Huge thumbs up. Um, I, I'm sure you guys have checked out the forums on Spooky Swap every day like I do. <laughs> but uh, USDC DAI is sitting at 55% APR because of the boosted, uh, I guess, deuce pools. You wouldn't even call it boosted when there's just two, two emissions to it. So 55% on two stables, like that's beyond amazing. 300% on the FTM. ASLP. Um, this bodes well for future projects. I, I've noticed that projects are kind of leaning towards uh, Beethoven, like I guess to launch on because you know you add yourself a one percent dynamic swap fee, and you're earning so much yield on uh, on a new token where maybe there's not as much liquidity. But um, this kind of puts Spooky Swap back on the forefront where a project 
definitely would think about launching here because the dual incentives plus the LP fees that you get, it it just bodes well for overall yield for a project. Like 300% is, is nothing to golf at if you look at how, how steady the price of Deus has been. So oh, yeah. it, it's definitely a, a positive. And like you said, this is step one of many. So they're rolling out new farms. Um, there's so much more coming to Spooky Swap that you can kind of label it like a V2. So for our number one decks, our highest TVL project on Phantom, other than the bridges, um, this is this is great because a lot of people have been kind of shying away from Boo because I guess the yields have kind of been drying out on a lot of things like FTM Boo is only 40%. Uh, but Reaper Farm, you put your boo in there 100%. Yeah, right? dude, it ain't been drying out on Reaper. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, y'all been cranking it. <laughs> and we've got a few we've things. Got... Go ahead, Clay. Uh, I was just going to say on the spooky thing, there's a, you know, there's a few things that I think are awesome. You certainly touched on one of them that are interesting, right? So, you know, dual rewards are going to increase DEX liquidity. Um, it's going to help with, with user experience in the form of slippage. Uh, and it's going to make the decks more profitable. So, so for for Spooky, as you know, we need Spooky to succeed, right? It's our biggest decks on Phantom. So this is a great step from a business perspective. And if slippage is better from a user perspective, um, that this enables, right? Um, but I'm all about you know always talking about threads and paradigms and narratives and all this stuff. Uh, and one that stands out to me here is that this idea of a dual token rewarder is becoming the new standard. And so we're seeing a that V2 phantom narrative, the shift has become to a dual token rewarder. And 24, you mentioned, you know, Beethoven, um, you know, I think they launched a, a tri-token reward with uh, the four pool, I believe it was um, yeah. recently. But Spooky is obviously now doing the same. So I, I think we're going to start to continue to see these new types of ways to incentivize users because to Austin's point, emissions will not last forever, native emissions. Yep. And there's got to be new ways to keep people in, you know, getting gaining liquidity um, and continuing to evolve the way that we do liquidity farming. So I think it's a great step in the right direction. I think it's a huge step for Spooky Swap. You know, congratulations to them. Um, and I think the Phantom ecosystem should be excited because we're seeing this, you know, everywhere. We're about to see it everywhere now. Yeah, let's definitely. go. Let's go. It'll be awesome. Enough and so. we got to keep twenty four dollars stocked on uh, on his Fruit Loops, man. So we got to keep his yield going. <laughs> kind of soggy right now. I gotta I gotta eat some soggy, shit. bro. You gotta <laughs> yeah, get those. Let those sit, you gotta bro. get your Wheaties, man. Yeah. Wheaties don't go soggy. Yeah. So uh, one inch and uh, Woofy. I guess we're calling it Woofy. Uh, Dylan, you can correct me. Maybe it's Woofy. I don't know. But they they both launched today, uh, which is great. I mean, we were like the one chain that like one inch was just not showing any love to, and now they have. And this is great because one inch has, and I believe they're going to be active here, uh, aggregated limit orders. So we, you know, this is definitely going to be some competition for from my boy Cornell over at, at Unidex. And then uh, Woofie is bringing some super super deep liquidity over to uh, over to Phantom with some advanced market making. Just these are two whales in the industry. Like, let, really, what I want to point out is these are big boys. They're coming over to Phantom. They've recognized what we've got going on. And it's just it's just another you know to use the the term that gets thrown around it's another Lego piece in the building for people to come in and plug into right and that's yeah. that's yeah. what we're going to continue to see. You you want your VCs here? You're about to get them. Cronus Research yeah. with Woo, like you you They're want big. big money? I think those guys spend five billion dollars a day uh, yeah. in crypto markets. So Jump is here too. Like Jump Capital is is here, and that's uh, yeah they're here. Probably one of the most technical firms. Um, in the whole crypto world, 
um, you know, up there, I would say with like your paradigms. Um, so, you know, really, really freaking exciting. Um, what's going on here. So the, yeah, the institutions are here. They're just not pumping bags because they don't have bags to pump, you know? Um, so they're just, uh, you know, setting their roots in, um, and kind of growing with us. Uh, and that's like not as risky for them because we have so much usership. Um, so people see the value. Ted Hoffman, uh, one inch, oh, yeah, one inch. Firebird's been on here, but this is one inch. They launched today on. No, Fan. he's asking what I think he's asking what. Oh, is it one or the other? Yeah, so I, I would say okay. So you know Try how one out. inch on Ethereum and one inch on uh, Polygon are, are integrated within MetaMask, right? However, um, I believe they have a higher swap fee, like in comparison to other aggregators. Um, I'm not sure. I saw some of the stuff that they aggregated on one inch. For now, I would still stick with Firebird because you're saving a little bit more money. Um, and hopefully they have Beethoven and everything else in one inch. But for the regular Joes, um, if it's integrated into MetaMask, can you imagine just not leaving MetaMask and swapping your tokens? And like that's such a plus. It's such a popular feature on on polygon and ethereum like even i've done it because <laughs> i thought like i would get a an airdrop uh, like a, a metamask airdrop so i did it five times on each network but uh no, it's, <laughs> it's awesome it's awesome like for the normies like that barrier of having to go to a site called SpookySwap.Finance versus you know just load your 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 metamask account with some funds and just swap right from there so i think it's awesome mm -hmm. And, and one inch brings a couple of features with them. We mentioned the limit orders. They also have a P2P section. Um, the only thing that may get a little bit touchy is they do IP block the United yeah. States. So, you know, make of that what you will. But uh, anyhow, I'm just I'm glad to see people are coming over. And this this next topic is is pretty interesting. Uh, I really do want to get into this because this is something that, you know, I've had to learn about pretty quickly over the last four to six months. Um, even to the point that I asked Mike Kong to have one of the, the legal guys at Phantom review my account to make sure that I was remaining compliant. And it's influencers, transparency, and what it means to be a champion for the community. Um, who wants to take this one? Uh, I, I wrote this up just because um, we've been seeing a lot of stuff, like a lot of people on Twitter getting upset at each other. I've definitely partaked in a bit of it, but no, it's it's um yeah I sh I shit post you know no surprise here I do it for fun, but uh you seen you we all know Zach XBT, um he's been kind of going in for the uh, NFT influencers, and particularly he's been exposing crypto man ran for a couple pump and dumps, but uh. The reference to Phantom is he's constantly calling for an FTM Coinbase listing. Like every uh, maybe in January, February, just completely unbased, just pure speculation. Yeah, Phantom on Coinbase, my little birdie told me. And it's like, where do you draw the line in terms of of being a true champion for the community, being a good mm -hmm. person? I know FTM Alerts is definitely he fits under that bill, but there's been a lot of like influencer baiting and, and conversation. So I, I wanted to hear from people like you that I respect. I really respect FTM Alerts, Austin's work, uh, Justin Beavis's work, and, and Clay's work. Where do you guys kind of draw the line and, and how far do you, you be, like, in terms of transparency? Like, do you tell them every detail about your wallet? Like, where does it go with being a good person in, in terms of crypto space? 
I think it starts with you, you've got to make a clear decision as to are you going to receive compensation or not? And if you do receive compensation, you, you have to disclose that. That's something that you've, you've just got to put on your, you know, your tweets or something of that nature. You know, we've never been compensated at FTM Alerts. It's just something we started at the beginning. We're not going to, we weren't going to do it that way. And I'm really glad because it, it prevented a lot of, a lot of headache. And I don't, like if there are people that start their Twitter accounts and their YouTube channels with the express purpose of of monetizing it, fine. Like I have no issues with that. Not everyone's in a position in their life where they can spend their time in a in an occupation that doesn't directly pay you back. Um, but we have a new crop of influencers that are coming up that are like really doing good. And I know we've mentioned them a few times on here. I'm gonna mention them again, Chadley. Uh, Nick, uh, Professor Crypto Banana, who he and I have a video coming out hopefully today sometime. Banana, he's a cool guy, man. His name's Mark. I really like him. Yeah. But like these guys, yeah, these guys are doing it, you know, for the love of the game. And yeah. I think, you know, any of us with a follower base, what I would like to see is that we use our platform to help these guys get their own platform because that's going to spur them on. It's going to help encourage them. It's going to get more people to see their content, which is really, really, really good. And it's really, really important. That will perpetrate the the community spirit that we have, you know? So yeah. go ahead, guys. I think there's a big, go ahead, Justin. You go. Come on, I've been right. you enough. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I so like you know thinking about my journey through crypto, like going back 2017 to now, and being on Twitter and like knowing really nothing right in the beginning, and and getting shilled by what I didn't know what is a shill obviously at the time until you get educated as a user. So like for this conversation, I think for the folks that listen, understanding the difference between an influencer and an educator is the biggest thing that you can do, right? It's like, mm. you know, I like now we have social rankings where people, you know, they care about where they're ranked on the phantom influencer platform. Like I could give a shit less. Like I want to put out good, you know, good quality content, sound foundational, fun, you know, fundamental analysis, and frankly retweet things that are happening that are important for other people to know. That's just my approach. And, and I don't, you know, I, I really don't post 15 times a day. I put maybe one or two or three things up a day. So it's like, for me, it's just difference between influencer and educator. And I think that, you know, you really have to look at what is somebody posting and is it phantom to the moon and just routinely that over and over and over again, or is there actually some, some basis behind what they're saying? So it's just, you just, I mean, honestly, you need to be careful. Like if you're on Twitter, there's a lot of people working with a lot of agendas and, uh, and it's sometimes hard to read between those lines. Yeah. And so I just think, you know, you really got to pay attention to what's going on and to these guys points, um, follow folks that are putting out really, really solid, uh, analysis as opposed to just moon pumping bag, hopium. I mean, I, I think back to like ERSDL on, uh, on Ethereum and, uh, it, doesn't even matter what it was, but I think Jake Paul was behind it. And I, I remember seeing like a, a million influencers come up and the price shot from like 20 cents to $1.70 and then tanked down to like two cents. It's like, that's the kind of stuff that happens. Yeah. So you just have to be really careful. Yeah. And I think like, look at what influencers do. Like this path has been tread, you know, this is finance. This is people's livelihoods. This is people's money you know, this is people's identity. This is not a place for like fit T t-shirt tile style influencing, you know? Um, and that's like, 
the easiest type, the easiest way to get an audience is just, you know, catering to the lowest common denominator. And if you are an influencer who does that, you need to understand your role within the greater ecosystem. And I think that's like the most important thing because you are useful and you are important as a, an influencer with a broad audience. But you need to understand that you have a place in kind of the marketing vertical that you need to utilize properly or else you are just going to turn people away. Um, and, you know, I would love to, you know, start kind of an influencer DAO type thing or, um, I mean, creator DAO uh, mm -hmm. is like really huge. And honestly, like, you know, Miles, um, Miles, Miles is always like coming up because he's like, um, you know, people, you know, have a lot of respect for his efforts and he cares about the tech and he, he cares about and is really sincerely interested in what's going on. And then on that side of things, you have kind of his new uh, career, which is tending more toward the pure influencer max out exposure um, type of strategy, which, uh, you know, is kind of at odds with kind of his former character. So um, you have someone like this uh, who has the potential to be an ultimate good um, and is maybe not even serving himself well enough uh, and is like serving some kind of, you know, um, I don't even know. I, I don't know what their, their revenue model is. Uh, maybe all these influencers just make money by pump and dumping, but um, I don't see many pump and dumps happening. So maybe they're just, maybe it's just YouTube monetization. But um, beyond that, to kind of go back into what I was saying, like, and again, we, we, we drill on um, uh, Miles because we like him so much. So Miles, if you watch this, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, um, but it, it's like someone like that's place in the marketing funnel is at the very top and their goal or their ultimate use is taking people down, 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 down. So your role at that position in the marketing funnel is not educating people. It's showing people how to get educated. Yep. And then the people that show people how to get educated, um, you know, take them to maybe the actual teams or developers who might onboard them to the network and onboard them to specific protocols. Um, and then they're in charge of actually incentivizing these things and taking people to home base, which is depositing money on the network and investing in these protocols. So, you know, Austin fucking gets that. Like, you know, Austin is a businessman. He knows his shit. He like knows his role in the ecosystem and he does it like perfectly. He's like an educator focused on onboarding, focused on getting the basics out of the way and promoting people who can take folks to the next step down the funnel. Um, and I would say like any up and coming influencers need to rip a page from Austin's book um, and like understand that like there are plenty of ways like you can take the FTM alerts model. You can take what he's doing with FTM alerts and monetize the fuck out of it if that's your goal without compromising values or morals or whatever. It just takes some thought and it takes some strategy. Um, and, and I think that's like the most important thing influencers need to realize and understand. And they need to kind of get educated on, you know, how, where they land in the marketing sphere or the, or the sphere of influence and how they can capitalize on that and utilize that to provide the most benefit to the network. And that is not um, shilling or doing moon boy stuff. That is 
platforming people that will in the in the lower parts of the funnel that mm -hmm. is ex providing people providing the average person exposure to the lower parts of the funnel and then providing broad onboarding advice educational advice broad financial knowledge um to two users and that's like what they need to onboard on DeFi. they need to know how to freaking use metamask they need to know the basics of finance they need to know what a freaking market cap is and some of these stats you know that they share helps people understand like how to come up with like interesting value uh you know evs and, and value uh, evaluations evaluations whatever um but uh i think you just like you know, need to drill into that. And, you know, shout out CreatorDAO. I know I mentioned them. Um, they're all about it, the education. Um, I just tweeted right before this episode about, you know, all the influencers I think are doing really magical stuff. Um, and I think an important thing is getting those educators closer uh, to the crypto banters of the world and closer to like the, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 follower shillers on Twitter, you know, elevate the educators up close so that they can negotiate with these people on equal ground and ensure that we have a clean, nice funnel and that people's view of phantom isn't purely like saying the same thing over and over again, um, which I, I don't think is that helpful. And influencers, feel free to reach out to me if you want career advice uh, or anything like that. I would love to uh, help. Um, and I know there are plenty of people who would like to help. Um, because this is important and you are, you are really, really valuable. Um, and uh, I think a lot of influencers misunderstand their value and misunderstand how to capitalize on that. And even capitalize to the point of generating revenue if that's their goal. Um, so definitely educate yourselves, influencers, on what it means to be an influencer and you know what a marketing funnel is and what it means to be the top of the marketing funnel and your kind of purpose and goal. And there you will find infinite amounts of content you can create that will literally guide your entire strategy. Like it's all been done before. The playbook has been written. You will be the most successful inf influencer. You'll onboard the most successful people. You'll have the most happy like audience you know, problem solved. Um, and yeah. that's why FTM Alerts fans are, you know, are happy and stick around um, as long as I don't FUD too much. Beavis is on fire today, dude. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. No, I think from a user coffee. perspective, it's it's about best practices, right? Like if you're like, oh. like, be careful of the content you consume. Like how many YouTube videos do you see like, top 10 all points <laughs> coming out this week? Like if, if that's what that you're going to then like, that's the that's like the path you're going to be led yeah. down. Like this isn't this isn't a topic today, but like the Coinbase insider trading, you know, you know, the accusation. I don't know what the, the case is there or not. It is a topic. Like, look it at, is a topic. Oh, oh, it is. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Boom. Uh, but you know, when you see things that are you know shit coins posted, and then tons of influencers talking about them, like you know, you probably need to try to connect the dots for yourself as as you know as yeah. a investor. And that's and not I will a say, good dude, way to make money either. It's like, bro, it, it's not. Be on, more on the creative. Miles thing, the one the one thing I want to say on the Miles thing, Miles is awesome and he's done a ton for Phantom. He always tweets intelligent, knowledgeable oh, yeah. things about Phantom, and I know he's a big supporter of Phantom. So Miles, thank oh, yeah. you. I yeah. know you got a lot of heat uh, for yeah. that tweet, and I just you know it, it is what it is. But I just wanted to shout out Miles and say I, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, yeah, a lot of trolling, yeah. but like 
there, let, let's just say this for all the influencers that might take this the wrong way. First of all, someone's saying clip it. Yes, please clip Beavis's like top rants instead of him saying Hail Hitler, please, guys. <laughs> <This time>. uh, <laughs> but, but now you've said it. Oh, they're going to get you now. But we appreciate all the influencers in the space. Like we really can't – I can't even say that there's an influencer that I'm not even – that I don't like. Every single person has a – part in our ecosystem whether yeah. it's that one girl posting her boobs and saying good morning to everyone Dude, <laughs> um, whatever it is we take we take it as a community but what we really want to nail the hammer on is like the blatant like just pump my bag tweets where the goals are just completely un, un like just not unreasonable like we know it's not going to hit that sort of daily volume or price action that you want that's where you're not you're not being a genuine person in terms of your followers. Like if something had just appreciated by 10 to 20 X in a, like two, three weeks, and you're telling people guys, 30 billion volume, lock it in. You're just, you're being a little bit disingenuous. Wait, That's was that I, a dig on uh, somebody? Oh, so, hey, hey, I just, I don't want to say numbers. But, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, oh, somebody threw it out yeah. already. Good as gravy. Got it. Yeah. Okay, like just be, be a good person, you know? Don't don't shill like tops saying that you know you'll never get an entry again. Like just take a deep breath. Like be reasonable. Have a good take on a project that you support yeah. without being a moon boy. And I think everything. Else, <laughs> yes, yeah. crypto AS thirty billion. It, it it wasn't even okay. So it was thirty billion a month from the project, but someone was saying thirty billion every day, and I just I that's where I, I had misinterpreted. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder yeah. what I'm saying. I want to say that like there's there's a new crop of guys that are coming up and I'm so encouraged by these uh, content creators, educators. And if you are creating content or you even have like a rumbling in your gut that says, hey, I, I actually kind of understand this industry. I would love to share what I know. And you're willing to put yourself out there and be vulnerable because there is a vulnerability factor. Like people are going to some people are going to shit on you. Some people are going to love it. And you just got to be OK with that. But like I want to share the FTM Alerts platform with you. If you are doing good things, I want to help you get more eyes on the good things that you're doing because that's good for all of us. Um, yeah. So please reach out to me and let me know what you're doing. And, and specifically, I mean educational stuff, um, you know, educational threads, high-level threads, YouTube videos, stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Shout, shout out to, to DeFi Nally, N-A-L-Y. He, he oh, reached yeah. out to me this week and, and was asking me about best practices for writing threads. How do you oh, find dude, your Nally information? Nally is nice, dude. Nally yeah. is nice. He's all over the place. So um, I mean, shout out, you know, shout out, like to Austin's point though, like it is, it's a pretty open, open community, open book. Yeah. Like, if you have questions, I, dude, like, I love, I we'll love take the time to answer wave of influencers for real. Like Creator DAO, FTM Alerts, and like Learn need to like come together and get a handle on like kind of. Uh, this phantom marketing funnel and we need like I, I think a nice thing about the grant program coming up um is we can start to kind of uh you know apply for grants as influencers or or people like that um and getting people to donate and and all of that um i am a little wary of you know how uh things will go as far as you know our influencer is going to try to capitalize on um Quadratic funding, which if you don't know what quadratic funding is, Google it. We don't need another 20-minute Beavis rant. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, yeah, I think I think it's a really good opportunity 
for um, content creator to, creators to start monetizing. And um, we're trying to do that with Learn. We're trying to onboard content creators, give them jobs, just making content full time. Um, and I invite any you know up and coming content creators to collaborate with us. Um, you know, you heard Austin collaborate with him um, and just try to, you know, make this like all of our marketing opportunities and all of our efforts uniform um, because there is plenty of room uh, for influencers, you know, like most people, you know, or a lot of people can't stomach, you know, me and they need someone a little more, uh, you know, nice. Um, unless, <laughs> That's why we brought know. Double Sharp on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not here. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it, it's like uh, collaboration will is is what will get us going. Um, and I'm glad like Miles brought this conversation to the forefront. Um, and you know, talking about influencers and and you know, I don't want to be like know your place, bada bada bada, but understanding kind of where they fall within the greater ecosystem um, and understanding like you know all this stuff. So uh, I would love for. Um, you know, an effort uh, for organizing a lot of these uh, content creators and, and maybe, you know, again, creator DAO or, or a similar DAO, uh, being able to bring everyone together and kind of align um, what we're all doing. Uh, because the more people are promoting each other and the less they're competing when it comes to like eyes and ears and stuff, the more successful everyone will be as a whole. Um, because this isn't like when you're building a network, when you're trying to create network percolation, when you're trying to create a network effect, literally the more connections, the better. Like scientifically, mathematically, the more connections, the better. This is not competitive. You know, crypto banter isn't competing with another like uh, influencer or set of influencers. Literally, people uh, are they're going to watch both at 2x speed to equal one. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 literally like you know YouTube best practices, influencer best practices, marketing funnels, marketing best practices in general. Um, know these things if you're an influencer and understand. Um, just understand. Just put in the effort. Um, and and definitely, I think we need a DAO uh, to help organize some of this because we don't have VCs to start whipping people's butts and paying off shillers. Uh, we just have people that are disorganized right now. Um, and, uh, I think a lot of the drama these past few weeks has kind of indicated, Hey, maybe we need some organization. Maybe we need some collaboration. Maybe we need, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, chit chat, um, between parties and, and kind of ensuring that we have top to bottom, a, a really great way for users to get onto the network and understand what's going on. You know, what would be so cool about that too, is that, you know, I'm and, and Clay's now in these chats, but we get multiple chats every week from the phantom foundation which are these are the projects moving over all right when you're ready to launch here's you know ftm alerts to help you do an ama or whatever dude it's time for an ftm alerts token bro no it's not no it's not <laughs> but it, but, <laughs> but it is going to kill now <laughs> but it is time for it would be super cool if if instead of going to me or to Clay, they could come to the DAO of all marketers on Phantom and say, hey, this is a new project coming. How can we all collaborate to help you at the same time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So anyhow, that was just pretty cool. Uh, Clay, do you see the topics on the right-hand side? I do. 
Okay, I'm gonna throw up singularity because I gotta go pee. I'm gonna let y'all chat about this, this and I'll be right back. Gross. All right, I got I gotta pass. Uh, I'll be right back. Before we go to singularity, I just want to say if there's a way for Learn Byte Masons and the content that FTM Alerts puts out, plus you uh, <laughs> blacked out there. Plus, I don't know if you guys remember Fat Discuss Phantom Digital. There's like tons of articles there too there's a way where we could just put all this in one place and maybe even the phantom foundation maybe having a link to it on their site just some place where if you're gonna create there's so much good content created by there, there could be a guy with 50 followers yeah. who, who wrote a great onboarding guide to getting on a phantom maybe a couple months ago or you know how many exchanges there are in mexi and how to get you know get your phantoms uh, into your wallet so i just wish there was because it's everywhere it's so yeah. hard to find things it's either on twitter youtube yeah. learn bite mason some forum sites like it's yeah. it'd be nice to have those all together and we're I think working if, on that with learn that is our ultimate goal yeah um like we we want to hit the video content we want to hit like we want to hit every learning style we want to hit every kind of vertical right now we're redoing the whole website um just so it scales better and it reads better um, and it's easier to add dynamic content um, and all sorts of stuff. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of our ultimate goal. And like, you know, I'm eventually going to be knocking on Clay's door and Austin's door and all these content creators door saying, you know, yo, make a video, make an article. Um, let's pair you up with a technical writer. Let's make some good ass content together um, and, you know, promote what needs to get promoted. Um, and at that point, it's like really dope. And I would say like, you know, creator DAO already exists and already has their hands in the Phantom Network. I'd be really, really interested in um, uh, maybe seeing them uh, along with, I know Millennium Club, Fiery Dev uh, is pretty uh, well invested in them. Um, you know, getting liquidity behind these efforts um, and getting like manpower behind these efforts, I think is, is the ultimate key. And organization is kind of the hardest thing um, and it's the least glamorous thing, but oftentimes it's it's the best thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say, like, let's as a community keep pushing toward this. And I would say, like, promote these ideas, um, tweet about it, reply to people about it, get people thinking about it, um, because if we can make this happen, um, you know, and, and it isn't like a really high margin thing until you get it to a certain point. So it will require a lot of grassroots effort. Um, just get working on this, everybody. And, and you know, you are the community. Your communities are the community. You know, talk about it. Discuss it. Come together. And, and we did will. Did you just light a lighter? Like, what the Yes. Fuck? Who did Clay? I missed it. I missed it. No, Phoebus, he he, in the middle of his rant, he just goes by with a lighter. Like, light a hat. random. see it. So I feel um, like we I missed something saying, really important. Yeah, no, we were just saying, um. If there's Organized. a way for Learn Byte Masons, the content you create, the content we see on Twitter, um, even discuss Phantom Digital from a while ago, if there's oh, yeah. a way to consolidate that and maybe have the Phantom Foundation support it, linking it to their site or something. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. a place where we could – there's so much good knowledge out there, but yeah. we should probably move on to Singularity. That's, that's yeah. Should we move on to Singularity? I don't know. I had to pee. I came back. Nobody yeah. was talking about uh, – we, so. we need a unified domain for Learn. Yeah. And we need to like Ken doll it and then just make it like aggregate community content um, with a backbone of like core content creators. Uh, we're already funding it. We want it to happen. Um, and I think, you know, maybe Byte Masons can even organize it. 
Um, but it really just takes the community getting behind it. Um, and honestly, the top level influencers getting behind it um, mm -hmm. for it to really succeed uh, because you need eyes and you need ears uh, to make it worthwhile. So, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how it shakes out, just trying to seed these ideas. Um, and, you know, we'll internally push the efforts that way. But, uh, you know, a thousand viewers uh, can get a lot of shit done that um, even, you know, four or five people working around the clock can't. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I beg for your help, Fanta community. Arigato gozaimasu. You. All right. So, uh, singularity. Can we move on? Can we move on? Yes, this is a yes, great yes, topic, absolutely. though. I mean, I feel like we could have done a whole show around this topic, but. Uh, oh, yeah. So the Revenant guys, Creditum, Singularity, they have many names. Uh, Singularity is getting released. I went on and I minted a uh, fake Bitcoin to do a little fake swap on the fake Singularity. <laughs> yeah. thought, thought it was very nice, very smooth. So can, can, can somebody give me the ELI-5 on the purpose of Singularity and how it all pans out? Who's hitting this one? I know we all want to. I'm I'm stepping back and letting you guys hit it go. like Will Smith, man. Hit it. Sorry, <laughs> you'll kill me. Um, <laughs> I guess the single asset liquidity pools are are, are pretty dope. Um, they said there's some more stuff coming as well. Um, low low uh, fee stable swaps. Um, and just more yield for for the the Phantom ecosystem. Like, uh, if these numbers are obviously when it really launches, there's going to be a hell of a lot of liquidity poured into it, but um, you know, farming your USDC at 30 to 40% and your Ether, um, it's, it's awesome. But without having to expose yourself to impermanent loss, I think that's going to appeal to a lot of whales. And you might be, I think we'll probably be shocked at how much liquidity just goes into to Revenant because, or, or Singularity, because like there's not really too much risk. You, you earn a decent yield and, and you're not, taking an L with another asset attached to it. So is this different than what Bancor does? And I, granted, Bancor is not on Phantom yet, but Bancor has single-sided liquidity provisioning or providing. Yeah, this is a lot different. Um, okay. With Bancor, basically the, the BNT token is used uh, as a cross-pool settlement token. Um, and uh, they're able to settle trades that way. Um, whereas with Singularity, it's all Oracle-driven. Um, and that's why all of this testing is happening. And this is like such a unique value prop. Um, and like the potential is insane. Like, um, you know, slippage can be better than any exchange on the network. It's literally, you can configure slippage. Um, it's whatever you want it to be and whatever it makes sense given market conditions. Um, the liquidity provider's experience is going to be awesome because it's single-sided. You're not exposed to IL um, and, and you can create like more complex hedging strategies, um, you know, via arbitrage. And, you know, if you take singularity and balancer and do all sorts of cool stuff, um, you, you can, you know, do some cool, cool jazz. Um, Bancor V3, um, you know, I guess uh, pretty similar. I would not even put them in the same market category as far as like AMMs go. Their value props are definitely different. Um, but uh, yeah, like th the reason that there's the live beta test and this beta test is probably going to go on for a while. And I encourage everybody to check out the new Revenant Labs website, hit the Revenant Labs Discord and get involved in the beta test because they need to test this shit. 
um, because it is pretty experimental. It is really, really cool. Um, and this is something like, you know, again, if VCs did this, it would be like a hundred million, 200, 300, $400 million project. Um, but it's all phantom. It's all grass, grassroots. And it's giving the community um, kind of an opportunity to act as investors, market makers, liquidity providers, and benefit from all this tech. And I'm sure once they go live, um, especially at, after beta test, if, if the beta goes very well and there's a solid write-up, we'll probably see VCs coming on chain just for the yield. Um, so uh, definitely get familiar with it now. Uh, it, it, the value prop is unique enough that it will enter the market and immediately have multiple use cases that kind of go beyond uh, what other DEXs can offer. Um, and it is very different as well. So it, you know, isn't eating into anybody's market share in particular. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just really awesome. And I'm excited as always for, for the Rev Labs team. Um, I know they're doing like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of hardcore stuff in the background right now, um, trying to, you know, take their business to the next level. Uh, so credit to them, singularity, uh, the synergy and, uh, you know, all this shit that's going on is really exciting. Um, and that's a team that I love so much. So, uh, uh, folded like, I mean, uh, bite masons have uh, a stake in them full disclosure, but, um, you know, we, we liked them way before we had any sort of stake in them. And I love working with Zam and, and their crew and Cryptoed, their uh, kind of new head of kind of strategy, uh, and technical marketing is like a beast. Um, really, really awesome pickup. And, and I love that guy as well. So hopefully we just see more and more synergies. Um, you know, we see CUSD uh, some places where we've got some crazy strategies uh, in the mix. It is it is bag chilling to a certain extent, um, but I, I own the bag for a reason. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not bag chilling. Uh, and I, I've been very impressed with the team overall, right? Like I love, I love anybody who takes their time to build an ecosystem. And like, that's what I'm seeing from these guys. You've got single-sided LPs, um, you know, minimal and permanent loss. But what I love about it is on the other side with Creditum, you've got the over collateralized, you know, asset and CUSD where apparently it seems like you're going to be able to take your single sided LPs and actually use them as leverage to borrow against CUSD. And to me, that is an ecosystem. Um, and it's, you know, it's one that has a really good self-sustaining um, you know, fulfillment model to grow. And so that's, that's when, like when I'm evaluating projects, that's the sort of stuff I want to look at as a team is like, this has actually taken quite a while to come out, but it's really complex and there's a ton of moving parts and they're all really well thought out. Um, and so I'm really interested to see how this goes, but I, I love the interconnection between the two product potentials. Not to give anyone ideas, um, but you know, <laughs> but stable swap, new stable swap, right? Hmm, maybe if you're making a, Stable coin may be listed on to Singularity, eat up the emissions for that stable. We saw how well it worked with Solidly and Deus being probably the only project really hunting for emissions for their protocol, buying up other people's percent of governance. Um, with Singularity, it's a little bit easier. You don't get, um, I guess, the VE NFTs to the top 20 protocols and having to buy. You could just straight up try and collect as much of the the governance token there is that is that not a thing on this you is kinda... credit the governance token or is there a, a different one see I, i'm not too too fully sure so i actually it, but... i have a i think i have a call next week with 
with Zam and Sheehan, and there's something going on there that's positive. I don't I don't know the details of it yet. Uh, but they're gonna. Details. I know you do. I know you. Do. <laughs> they're gonna, <laughs> but they're gonna apparently bring me up to speed on what that is. So, um, but but regardless of what they do, you should know that they're excellent. They have an excellent team backing them in the Bite Masons, uh, and whatever they choose to do will be well thought out and tested. So, yeah. it's kind of like know. they like with Singularity coming out, like kind of like right before Creditum came out and all that, they're trying to prime themselves for success here. Um, and uh, they have, you know, Creditum exists because Singularity would eventually exist, you know, and all of these synergies are really well thought out um, and, and kind of their roadmap leads to um, an ultimate goal, which uh, right now they're trying to ensure is capitalized upon based on, uh, changing market conditions. So again, kind of the uh, Bebus obfuscated alpha, you know, not saying anything, uh, but also yeah, between the lines. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just uh, they're they're just making some really um, strong decisions right now uh, with regards to um, tokenomics uh, direction and all of that. Um, and definitely participate in their beta and help battle test this software because it will be huge for Phantom. Um, and it will get attention, um, especially if we all uh, kind of get behind it. Um, and, you know, you don't even need to buy any tokens. All right. I don't care. Uh, you know, I'm going to be not selling them either way. Uh, but the software itself, I think, is, is worth supporting. Um, and there will be yield and there will be really, really great uh, you know, value opportunities for market makers and liquidity providers. Um, so I'm, I'm hugely excited and I'm going to hopefully, uh, read the code base again, uh, in the next couple of weeks here, which I'm, you know, pumped about because it's changed a lot since Singularity was originally announced and it's gotten way cooler. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Nice. Nice. All right. Moving on. So Coinbase, uh, I hate even mentioning Coinbase on this show. But I'm going to mention it anyhow. So they're being accused of insider trading. And so the long story short, what they did is they released a list, which they've done before, tokens under consideration, which why even do that? Like why even release that list, uh, which they did that prior to becoming a public company. Now they did it after becoming a public company. And uh, Phantom's not even on the list. We're not even on the, the maybe you'll be on Coinbase one day list. There's so we'll get to the insider trading shit in a minute, but I just want to say that there is some very strong reason that they're not listing Phantom. Um, and if we go back to the RAN tweet that said Phantom Coinbase soon, you know, I can guess who that leak came from, and I'll only give you one guess. Uh, and you know, it's somebody who holds a lot of the supply, and my and I'm guessing that. Uh, that like you said, there are a lot of centralized uh, entities that hold a lot of the supply, and that may be a prevention uh, of of us getting listed on Coinbase. Do you have opinions? That on leak that? is a result of uh, liquid being driven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. Uh, no, I think all anything anything like Coinbase, like they are run. Um, pretty uh unprofessionally on the 
marketing side of things, I think. Um, like, I don't know how that could have possibly been approved or if some guy was just like about to quit. So he was like, eh, fuck it. I have their social media account. I'm going to just like go pedal to the metal right now. Um, and uh, maybe that was it. I don't know how you let something like that go through uh, to like, that should be like, you know, not even alluding to what's getting added. Like you even like that should be the closest held secret in the company. Mm -hmm. And if everybody knows this stuff and everybody has access to this information, like, you know, it's, it's a little ridiculous. It is very smooth brained, uh, rich maybe. Um, and Coinbase is like, you know, uh, embarrassing themselves and losing a lot of credibility as the days go on. Um, and like, it's almost like, you know, should I be afraid to have my money in there? If, if they let tweets, insider information like that slip out so easily, like what are their security practices like? Um, because that's part of OPSEC, that's part of CyberSec, that's part of your heuristic security model as a company, um, is ma making sure insider information stays insider information. You know, um, you know, I have the loosest lips in our whole company and I still like, you can't get a drop of alpha out of me. Um, <laughs> dude, it's nasty. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's embarrassing. It's freaking idiotic. Coinbase is like, they need to relax. They need to, you know, make hire someone that will whip some ass uh, because that's really not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. 24, you're going to go ahead? Bro? Oh, no, no. I was just agreeing. I, I, I'll go after you. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, uh, you know, I think this thing was leaked by, by Kobe on Twitter to some extent. Um, and, you know, I, I was kind of reviewing through the coins with DFS, uh, DFX, RAC, DAP Radar, but it was tied back to a guy named Nate Chastain, who apparently was like the head of product at Open. Oh, we know Nate. Yeah, he, he's yes. the guy that, that was buying the NFTs before they were listed on OpenSea. But mm. but hold on, did they actually link it back to him, or was that just like in, a in the coincidence? No, in, in in the article that came out on. Um, Okay, I read it this morning, but he was no. I read the name. article, but it was it was it was speculation. They were just saying, right, okay, right, we've right. got this wallet that bought all these tokens yeah. before yeah. they came out with the list. And oh, by the way, Coinbase just happened to hire the same guy that did the insider trading on yeah. OpenSea. Totally. Yeah. So like I, I like I'm I'm totally uh, innocent until proven guilty. Obviously, uh, yeah. as like democracy goes. But my my where I'm going with this is every time things like this happen, this is an open door for regulation. This is not great for the entire ecosystem. Like this isn't a security exchange commission's dream, right? To be able to go regulate one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, centralized exchanges in the ecosystem for things like insider trading just means there needs to be more regulation in the space. And so things like this are, you know, it's just not a good, obviously beyond not a good look. It's just, it just brings bad light to crypto. So that's um, gotta be taken seriously. And, and, you know, I'll be interested to see how it unfolds. But like, let me ask you a question in TradFi, and maybe it's more. Yeah, this happens. It happens, right? And it happens, 100%. you know, through, you know, you have guy X Y Z. No offense to the guy X Y Z that's posting over here. Uh, go buy the stock for you, so it's not in your name, but you fed yep. him the info. But he's a no name, nobody, and he's going to feed yep. you the money back, you know. But on in blockchain, it's all like everyone can go look at it. 
here it is. Does it make it actually more difficult for this sort of thing to happen? Because like there, there must be a select group of people that are reviewing tokens to list on yep. somebody's got to know something about it you know yep. like yeah i remember the xrp thing somebody remember back in 2018 like somebody whispered at a party xrp was going to be listed on coinbase and it shot up by a dollar wow you know like that sort of I, shit i mean nancy pelosi made more money than than most of us <laughs> last year trading so. so so yeah it definitely happens right i mean there's no there's no doubt about it um you know i think that it's just I, I just think it will bring regulation because things like this will be picked up. Sure. Yeah. Well, it reminds players. me uh, of a tweet that cracks me up from Corval, one of our learn writers. He said, everybody wants the alpha, but nobody's willing to do what it takes. And then in parentheses, run for Congress. It's literally like that's the ultimate like. The way you profit from being a congressman nowadays is just insider trading. Just be uh, one, it's, and they'll get a the sad, it's, it's a sad reality, but it's one we're becoming more aware of. And I think um, regulation is imminent. Um, it's just, you know, when everybody is an insider trader that's in charge of regulation, it's going to take like a yeah. lot of time and effort. People are going to have to die. Uh, sorry to say, but like literally... Like we need insider traders getting out of office and we need to hold people coming into office uh, accountable and ensure that part of their platform is full transparency uh, in that respect. Um, if you want to make a buck, make a buck, uh, mm. but do it in a way that isn't um, totally parasitic and doesn't involve uh, literally dumping on your constituents. You know. Um, well, this is such a good segue into our next topic. Oh, okay. So, before we before we get into that, <laughs> I just quickly wanted to say, um, isn't it kind of like the police? Like they investigate themselves, sort of thing with the Congress people. Like sort of like if there's a shooting, it wouldn't make sense. Like you know what I mean? They're not going to find themselves. They guilty set up, they set up special uh, circle jerks. I mean committees <laughs> to investigate <laughs> themselves. Yeah, it and, does nothing. It does and yeah. you know what? What they end up doing is they end up going, uh, "Oh, okay, you did insider trading." pay a $250 fine and don't do it again. Yeah. And by the way, we're going to give you seven more chances uh, before anything real happens. Yeah. And also your severance package is so big that uh, and if you keep doing <laughs> it, it won't matter to you anyway, and you'll just be able to retire right after. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. And that's say, the, the incentives are too great and the drawdowns yeah. are too poor. Um, and it's like, uh, just like, Give people like stock options at that point or something, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's really like ridiculous how how bad it's getting. Um, I'll make a prediction here. Like, Austin, you talked about slap on the wrist for for, you know, senators, insider trading, whatever. Like, I mean, even with the Coinbase thing, like maybe one person goes down. But like if you if you think about who's behind, you know, Coinbase, uh, Anderson Horowitz, Pantera Capital, Amity Research, blockchain, I mean, there's too many big players that I think something seriously legitimate will come of this. It'll be the same slap on the wrist type situation. I think yeah. you see with other yeah. major players. Yeah. So you make a hundred million, you get fined seven million. Like yeah. who cares? But yeah. I, I do want to say it was really careless on Coinbase's or whoever <laughs> was the inside uh, insider here because, like. You're not going to get away with buying student coin at 24 million market cap, like 100K of it a day before this comes out. Like this stuff is – it's too obvious. It's well, too this was obvious. somebody real stupid because this was a brand new wallet that bought only the coins in the Coinbase. It wasn't like you created 10 wallets that each bought some of 
each yeah. of one of the coins. It was like all of them went to the same wallet with no other transactions. It was really just, it was almost like somebody was framing, <laughs> like trying to make it, maybe Kraken did it, you know, or maybe Gemini did it. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but so who, who did this topic? Who wants this topic? This was not my topic. I'm going to get water oh. real fast. Okay. Oh, dude. So drive uh, liquid. I, I love this topic because we've been probably touching on it for for months. A lot of people have Quit pure touching it. You'll go blind. Hate. Sorry. They hate it. Uh, <laughs> like for some reason. But I can see where it's it's coming from. First of all, I want to note that um, Tomb is one of the biggest volume projects on spooky swap before they swapped over to tomb swap so that's understandable they're keeping their volume and fees to themselves the tomb chain using tomb as gas why i don't know but feeling utility the you know yeah, i've got yeah. some gas that'll send you to the tomb <laughs> <laughs> but felix so oh, i i don't like the what is the tomb pair lp so everything has to be lp to tomb why? Like that's not a safe asset. Well, it doesn't matter because it's it's Harry's deal, and he's giving Tomb utility because keeping that propped up is is job number yeah. one. Yeah. So let him. Good for him. Like he's yeah. probably the only guy that can do what he's doing. Of course, we all have the same concerns of the what if potential yeah. future scenario and yeah. how bad that would be. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll just, you know, sit in the stands and, and see what happens. And it looks like he's pulling it off thus far. Yeah. Can I, I mean, ask you guys, uh, why I mean, would a project uh, list on Felix? Like, what's the incentive? They give a percentage uh, of supply. It's LP to Tomb. Like, what, what do they gain? An Oracle, uh, I mean, I, Yeah, centralized <laughs> yeah, exchange. Yeah. Uh, place yeah. to, uh, another exchange to ARB against that you don't need as much liquidity for as an amm because you don't need to cover the whole depth of the curve um there is a lot of value with a block or, or a centralized exchange that's a lot closer to the network and has a lower barrier to entry for network projects um if if he can get oracles going um and if he can ensure the markets stay liquid, it literally is just another source to arb against. And once, you know, if you get chain link support on there, like mm -hmm. it, it, at that point, it becomes a bit of a bra moment. Um, but uh, uh, and, and as far as tomb chain goes and um, making like a tomb driven exchange again, like if these things are executed properly, um, it is a good growth model. Um, the idea being that, okay, Harry has all these assets on his books. He has all this tomb on his books. He can probably make that entire market and make all of his assets way more liquid by pairing them with tomb and drumming up trading volume and creating, again, more arbitrage opportunities with mainnet phantom, um, give use cases for tomb as gas. And there's no question that Network tokens like FTM, like ETH, perform way better than anything else. Um, so if he's able to drive adoption to that network, then there, there you go. He has kind of a solution there. So if he's making the markets, he doesn't even need that many incentives. And it becomes a matter of, okay, if you want to be a Harry Yay project, I have all this freaking tomb. Uh, I will bootstrap all your liquidity, give you super deep liquidity, give you support on all these products I have, 
plop you on my exchange, plop you on, you know, mainnet tomb swap. Um, and now you have ways to arbitrage uh, tomb as a use case. And as the investment grows, the amount of tomb that liquidity pool uh, supports goes up as well. Um, so it's like a way to create kind of a hyper growth kind of VC driven ecosystem, um, but one that leverages DeFi as its primary means of growth, which I think it's honestly pretty interesting. Um, and like the strategy can be like really refined um, and if, if executed properly, which is a really huge if, um, it can be tremendously successful. And I, I think it's really about um, what developers are behind him, um, what kind of skill sets he has on his team, uh, and and how well he can execute. But if he can execute, um, and if he is successful, um, this will fix a lot of the problems with Tomb, and it will also just be, uh, honestly, I think a really impressive move by him um, as someone who uh, maybe you know, for regulation reasons, needs to totally decentralize. Like he's kind of becoming the Justin son of Phantom, um, where he's investing super hard into the ecosystem, but um, maybe in a way that is only accessible in the context of DeFi. Um, so uh, we'll see how it turns out. I, I, I will be the first to call out like, you know, doo-doo, wah-wah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think, you, you know- waka? <laughs> uh, you know, I think with what he has, this is kind of uh, the move. And he, he didn't need to necessarily make a L2 for it. Um, but basically, he's creating two more centers of arbitrage for the Phantom Network um, and a pl place where he can place his uh, assets um, and hopefully uh, gain, you know, a lot of income from fees and, and the ability to uh, to help bootstrap more um, kind of networks and, and network hubs uh, for ecosystem participants. So um, I would say, you know, if I could give Harry one piece of advice, um, you know, definitely uh, crowdsource input, um, crowdsource ideas, uh, and ensure that you're hiring the right people to execute um, because uh, it could work. It could work. Um, and uh, I, I really, really hope it's successful. Uh, because uh, Tomb is becoming kind of, it's way more than just Harry. And Harry is yeah. pouring a lot of money into supporting it. And if Tomb succeeds, then Phantom succeeds. And Harry, freaking get Tomb on a stable swap invariant, bro. Like, <laughs> please. I, I guess he makes money off the arbitrage, but I'd I, I'd be interested to know how much. Because if he can migrate all the liquidity to a stable swap, um, and just pair it with Phantom, um, then that would solve like so many problems. And then he would literally be printing FTM uh, or, or like a true strong FTM derivative as opposed to just like a, a center of arbitrage. I don't think having a true FTM derivative is the goal. I think the ability to let it dip below peg, having the ability to move it above peg when you're ready, bonding it, selling it when it goes up to 1.02 or 1.03 and rinse and repeat to yeah yeah obviously yeah, that's, i would i would really be interested goal. to see how good his trading desk is right now at trading tomb cuz everybody talks about how much money he pours into it but i'd be interested to know how much they're able to 
uh, pull out from all the ar- arbitrage they're doing. I would love to see stats on that because I'd be super duper interested. And like, like uh, when I see an operation like that, I want to see you making money, Harry. You know, I want to see you making money hand over fist, uh, so that I know it's sustainable and and feel good about its long term prospects. Um, so I would also, you know, encourage money, him and his though. team to uh, open it up. Yeah, there there's a lot of fud, and, and you know, like people get jealous. You know, when people make outsized returns, especially like people in their kind of uh, on their level, as far as like, you know, whales, dolphins, whatever, they're all looking at people, all their peers like, you know, Uh, so you get a lot of like, you know, really sizable FUD um, surrounding, you know, other people's moves uh, and whatnot. But um, I'd like to see Harry making money. Um, I'd like to see some more transparency in general. Um, and, you know, know what your runway is. And, um, you know, uh, I think tomb people, tomb users would be interested in that as well. So if you, if you truly have the hiring power and you have those floors in Abu Dhabi, uh, or whatever, um, you know, get, get some dashboards, get some stats going. Uh, everybody's interested in what's going on with tomb and, um, we're all looking to support it and capitalize on it. Well, the yeah, reason why there's double. seed, um, where a lot of people, because we're all phantom supporters, people consider Tomb to be parasitic because what Harry has to do, um, hopefully all this stuff he's launching will solve this problem. But what he has to do is constantly sell large amounts of phantom to prop up the Tomb price. You can check both uh, charts. You can check there's certain wallet addresses I obviously don't want to expose. But if you're a blockchain sleuth, if you use Nansen, you can see you know, exact amounts of like 250k, 15k tomb, uh, sorry, phantom being sold and then tomb being propped up by the exact same amount. That's where people are upset because they believe it's truly a way for him to exit his phantom positions without so much of, of him losing into tomb. Just, yeah, no, I don't I don't think that that doesn't make any sense. And if he's propping it up, he should do the he should do the opposite when it's above. Like yeah, it, no, it, she, should I assume offset. he does. Yeah, he's a market maker, right? So he he can when I say make money, like because he knows he's the one setting the values, he's able to yeah arbitrage a ton. But if any of this stuff can really pan out, like if Tomb is able to be a stable peg, like slightly above, slightly below, without that sort of major market making, this that's a positive for Phantom. But you can understand where people are upset and they see because of how he market makes it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. i think that's i think that's like fud um yeah like he's literally printing money onto the network you know it's like uh the whole this is absorbing market cap from phantom this is the reason phantom isn't big uh i don't buy it um you know uh look at ust and luna like you need to you know burn Luna and, and dump Luna and whatever to support the UST peg. Um, and Luna is only up. It's literally like more liquidity for Phantom. And the more solid Tomb becomes, it's literally creating value out of thin air. Um, and the, the reason he buys back the peg is because people are selling Tomb for Phantom. Like yeah. literally the nature of an AMM is it's a zero-sum game. Um, so as long as as long as Tomb remains peg, all it's doing is uh, absorbing Phantom and creating value out of thin air. So um, people are like, oh, selling Phantom. Uh, it's like, you know, that's how arbitrage happens. Uh, yeah, it is. Exactly. It's literally a zero sum game with Tomb. 
Um, so uh, yeah, maybe, and, and it's value being printed out of thin air. So all it's doing is absorbing phantom into liquidity pools. So um, I think people are just looking for reasons yeah. that phantom doesn't have a $10 billion market cap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of these reasons are taking correlation and assuming it's causation because, you know, the real reason is it's too centralized. Uh, being phantom is too centralized. Um, a lot of the holders, these big firms are trading against, uh, are maybe more cutthroat than they are or less beholden to investors or institutional needs. Um, and, and maybe they're like individuals with, with big balance sheets who can take much greater risks and maybe out trade or out maneuver a firm that has a very stringent risk profile. Um, that's why people don't come onto the network. Um, uh, it, it has nothing to do with kind of these correlations between tomb growth or unprofessionalism or uh, whatever. Yeah, I'll just can take we, can we just separate funders, you know, I was just I completely may not agree with it, but just just yeah, it is. It's awesome to talk about. I think like these like these theories are some of the most interesting. And when I heard the like tomb is absorbing phantom market cap FUD the first time, I had to think hard about it. Uh, but mathematically, it doesn't make sense. Um, can we can we just separate Tomb the business from Tomb the token from Felix the Exchange? Like they're like to me, yeah. they're, they're obviously one ecosystem, and they're like Harry's actually doing something really intelligent because he's building an ecosystem and a business. So Tomb, you know, yeah. Tomb the token. Obviously, we just talked about that at length and, and the risk of yeah. DPEG and and the possible flood around driving down Phantom. But it, it probably makes a lot of sense for if you're going to have Felix to use Tomb as you know, the core pair of a base because it might drive yeah. liquidity, stability, and all kinds of other things for Tomb. So yeah. there's got to be an executional reason why he's doing it. On the pro side, which is the only thing we haven't said, is we are now getting a centralized exchange for Phantom pairs with no bridges and no swaps. So main net tokens are coming from Phantom to Felix on a centralized exchange where hopefully there's mass adoption and we drive more of our favorite projects to, you know, normies and people that want to KYC. And so for drive me, more liquid, I hope drive more liquid, man. I, I like, to me, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like I hope this shit works out because there's a lot of reasons why that's beneficial to the fandom ecosystem. And yeah. so there's two sides to it and I see both, but I, I do think that, you know, the, the guy's kind of building his own ecosystem. Like Binance uses BNB, Felix uses Tomb. Like, I mean, I get yeah. it. Yeah, sense. people hate Signerage because it's money printing, and I talk shit about Signerage uh, all the time. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it's cool from a game theoretical standpoint. And if you can execute and you're willing to invest what it takes to execute properly, uh, more power to you. And uh, it would have been easy to just give up, uh, but he's he's hanging in there. And um, you know, uh, I hope it gets to a point where Tomb becomes like a premium asset because that is a point where, uh, you know, probably that would cement quantum fintech as like a serious, serious player um, in the greater VC space, uh, which would be um, interesting. Uh, and, you know, that's outside my domain. Uh, I'm not trying to be like a CFI type guy, um, but there's room for everybody. Uh, in in a network like this, and finance is cool, uh, math is cool. So um, I I hope he's taking a really technical, uh, measured approach, and um, maybe even uh, you know uh, tries to uh, be nicer and you know more uh, personable, so that people don't prey on his downfall so much. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a conversation for another time. 
Well, I think I think we're probably at a good place to wrap up here. I mean, we've we've hammered out a lot of topics. We're at two hours. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, like and subscribe. Do me a favor. Like this. I need to start asking people to like the video at the beginning. Yeah. Somebody, will we you guys remind forget. me? We're bad at shilling, know, man. Problem, dude. I'm not a good shiller. I'm not bad at shilling. I just I feel bad shilling my own shit. All right. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> like ladies video. and gentlemen, uh, double sharp. We missed you, buddy. I hope you had a good a good uh, flight or carriage ride or however you were traveling across the country. <laughs> double sharp. My name's Austin. <laughs> What the hell did you just say? He teleports. <laughs> he actually he teleport. drives. He turns into liquid and then he like drives uh, across the country in like a little pneumatic tube. He went uh, to that's, that's the next gen liquid driver tech. One uh, of the well, bars jump know. rooms. He's <laughs> we'll gone. All right. So we're getting the hell out of here. Crypto Clay, $24. Justin Bebas, thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. My name's Austin. We'll catch you guys on the next live stream. Arigato. 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 Arigato.